1: This morning, the Supreme Court accepted a case that could deal a major blow to the finances and influence of unions in this country. For the second time, the justices will try to decide whether five million government workers can refuse to pay union fees. Last March, the justices deadlocked four to four on the issue. The justices will consider overturning a 1977 ruling that lets public sector unions in 22 states demand fees from workers who are not members called agency fees. My guest is Stephen Sanders. He is a professor at the University of Indiana, Maurer School of Law. Steve, describe the basic issue here.
2: Sure, June. The uh, basic issue is uh, if you belong to a union, of course, um, you pay dues, and it's understood that your membership fees not only defray the cost of the union representing you and negotiating on your behalf, but sometimes unions also engage in political activities and take political stances. Um, what's at issue here are the fees paid by non-members of unions who are still nonetheless represented by the union in their workplace. And these are, we're talking here Hear about government employees, public sector employees, not in this case private employees. Um, the Supreme Court said in 1977 that people in that position, non members of a union who are still represented by the union, cannot be compelled to pay for any political activities the union engages in, like endorsing a candidate or taking a position on abortion rights or same sex marriage, but they can be required to pay um, a, a fee to, uh, uh, to, to defray their fair share of the cost costs of the union directly representing them and bargaining on their behalf. The argument is if people could opt out of that, um, no one would actually want to pay the fee and the union would go bankrupt. Uh, It's a sort of collective action problem or a free rider problem if people don't pay that kind of fee. Um, The prospect is the union will be greatly weakened. And of course, let's be honest, that's the goal of this litigation. This litigation is being sponsored and helped along by conservative and uh, uh, right-to-work groups um, that that, uh, anticipate that unions would be weakened, not only in the workplace, but in their ability to conduct political activities as well.
1: The lawsuit here was originally filed by Illinois' Republican Governor Bruce Rauner. So in March, the conservative wing of the court did not have a fifth vote because Justice Antonin Scalia had passed away. Are they practically guaranteed that fifth vote from Justice Gorsuch?
2: I think most people would expect that. I, I don't think there's uh, uh, anything in Justice Gorsuch's jurisprudence that would make him other, anything other than a reliable vote for the court's conservatives on this point, as Justice Scalia would have been, was expected to be in this case. Sometimes uh, originalism, which is the philosophy Justice Gorsuch uh, subscribes to, can lead you to different results, but I think everyone assumes that Gorsuch's, Justice Gorsuch's vote is will be gotten here. The, the the Roberts court is a very strong First Amendment court anyway uh, and so uh, in some sense a ruling uh, against the union and in favor of the worker would be consistent with that in this case and 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 once again I think justice Gorsuch would be expected to go along with that this is at bottom a First Amendment claim the argument is that the government employers in this case are violating the the, the First Amendment rights of, of union workers unionized workers but people who are non-members of the Union to pay this fee
1: Steve, is there any way if if in fact the court has that five to four vote and uh, overturns the 1977 ruling is there any way for unions or states to write around the the uh, provision so that it would eliminate any First Amendment implications?
2: Uh, I I think it would be difficult because, again, we're talking about uh, government employers here and and, and the the, the government in its capacity as sovereign potentially affecting your free speech rights. the, again, members of people who choose to be members of the union, obviously, will continue to pay this, but if you're going to stand outside, remain a non-member of the union, still benefit from the union's negotiating and, and workplace activities, but um, the point is here that the state, at the end of the day, can't make you pay for something, support activity that you don't want to support. Uh, the uh, uh, the state State of Illinois originally was on one side of the suit uh, when Bruce Rauner uh, uh, was governor, but it's, it's actually uh, the attorney general of Illinois, Lisa Madigan, will be defending the state's law in this case alongside um, uh, the, the unions that are involved.
1: Well, that's an interesting point. And uh, certainly we see a lot of interesting and changing places, almost like a musical chairs uh, lately in these court cases. Thanks so much for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Steve Sanders. He's a professor at the University of Indiana Maurer School of Law.
0: The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar, and premier sponsor QB. Join heads of state. Influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at economic forum.com.